this gift every day and the gift of life, the one who looks after us even when we don't look after ourselves, the one who always remembers us even when we don't remember him, the one and true living God, the only God, the only God, the God with the G, the big G, the one true living God, the God in heaven, the Father of Jesus Christ, and the Father our Savior, the one who saves our souls, who looks after us day after day. Let's give him praise. Let's give him glory. Let's give him honor. Right there in your homes where you are, lift your hands because he didn't have to do it, but because of those twins that he gave us, grace and mercy, he allows us to see another day to give him praise, to give him glory, and to give him honor to him. I thank him for saving my soul to do his work, not to just take up space, but to send his gospel into every corner of the globe. I thank my God for sending his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to save our souls. Good morning, Bethel. Good morning. We thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We know you could have went to Bedside Baptist, Pillar Top Presbyterian, and Mattress, Mattress Methodist, but you chose to tune in with one of the best churches on this side of heaven, who has one of the best pastors on this side of heaven, Pastor Antonio D. Johnson Sr. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to get right into it. We don't want to waste any time. This morning, scripture will be coming from the book of Psalms. We'll be reading out of uh, 116. That's Psalms 116. We'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And hear ye this word of our Lord. Don't just read it. We need you to feel it and understand that God is just who he said he is. Hear ye the word of the Lord. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me how kind the Lord is, how good he is, so merciful, this God of ours. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, the creator of every good and perfect gift, God, before we ask you of anything else, we say thank you for everything. God, you didn't have to do it, but you did. And because of that, we're thankful. God, a thousand tongues, if we even had, we could never thank you enough. When we can't find the words to say thank you, God, our souls rejoice. Our souls thank you, God, for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. We know that you didn't bring us this far to leave us now. Because of that, we're so grateful, God. Father, I ask right now for your permission to intercede on the behalf of those divine saints of God here on this earth. Father, I pray for those that are still grieving, for those that are mourning the loss of a, of a loved one. 
God, we ask that you comfort them with that spirit of the Holy Spirit in which you said you would leave for us at a time such as this. Father, we pray that they gain the strength to know that you don't make any mistakes. You only take the best of the best. But God, we thank you right now for giving us an opportunity that everything that our hands touch and everything that our eyes sees and everywhere our feet goes, that it's pleasing into your sight. Father, we thank you and pray that you continue to bless the ministries that we have here at Bethel, that they continue to lift up your name and do everything that you've designed them to do. And Father, we pray right now for the man of God that's going to stand on this wall, who's going to show no fear. He's going to preach an unadulterated gospel. He's not going to water it down. He's going to give it to us just how you sent it. Showing no fear, God. Pour back into him as much as he pours back out to us. God, we thank you on this day. We thank you for the mighty word that you're sending. We thank you for the power. We thank you for the strength. We thank you for the might in which you've equipped each and every one of us. Now, God, as we go about this service, we ask that you have your way, God. We know there might not be many people in the building, but you say, well, there are two or more gathered in my name. There you will be in the midst. So, God, do what you will do on this day, Father. I pray that someone that doesn't know you reaches out to us on today to join the team, Jesus, so they will have a kingdom, a home in your kingdom when all else is said and done. So, Father, we send this prayer from earth to eternity and to the matchless, marvelous, magnificent, wonderful, perfect name of our Lord and still risen, living Savior, Jesus Christ, we do pray. And all of God's people say, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Good morning, Bethel. Good morning, Bethel. I got to shake this off of me right now. The enemy trying to take my joy, trying to say I'm nervous, but I'm shaking it off right now because I know it's all in God's hands. My God, my God. Yes, we're going to open up with the Sopranos this morning. See if you're at the house, you know it. sing along with us. Come on, Soprano, say, oh! All in his hand, I put it all in his hand. All in his hands. All in his hands, yeah. I put it all in his hands. All of my burdens, problems. If I, if I ever question, I put it all. I put it all. Yes, I.
to have faith. Yes, sir, that you can put it all in his hands. I find comfort in that. Yes, sir. And believe God will do. I messed up. I messed up. Have faith. Believe God will do. I messed up. I'm sorry about that, y'all. Have faith. And believe God will do.
lost a case. He never lost a battle. He's excellent. He's wonderful. God is stupendous. Yes, he is. Stupendous. But one word I can think of, just one word, I can think of that best describe God to me, and that is marvelous. It's simply marvelous. Yes, God, marvelous. Marvelous God we serve. Such a marvelous thing for someone so wretched, yet my soul you have redeemed. No one else could do it.
so marvelous. So marvelous. Said so when you change me, it's marvelous. It was so marvelous. Marvelous. When you delivered me, marvelous. It was marvelous. So marvelous. When you healed me, it's marvelous. It was marvelous. Marvelous. When you saved me, Jesus, marvelous. So marvelous. So marvelous. And then you turned my life around. It's marvelous. It's marvelous. 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 So marvelous. So marvelous. Say He's an excellent God. He's an old-time God. 
is God or he is God all by himself. And for that we give him a, a standing ovation. For that we say, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Amen. We give God glory and honor today. And we greet you in divine love to let you know that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Amen. Welcome to another live stream uh, service here at Bethel Baptist Church in the great metropolis of Kannapolis, North Carolina. I am excited, amen, to have you worshiping with us on today. We understand that you could have chosen many other places to worship today, but you chose Bethel Baptist Church, and we do not take it for granted. We pray that you feel the love that emanates from our heart to yours and that you feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. Amen. We're going to get ready to worship the Lord in and through our giving. Uh, but while we're getting ready to do that, I want you guys to start letting us know uh, where you're watching. And if you are visiting with us, what church you belong to, uh, put it down in the comment section. And then, as always, if we were here in person and it wasn't a pandemic, we would greet you with a great big hug. Uh, but because we are not here in person and because we are in the midst of a pandemic, uh, we will greet you in the comment section. Somebody will make sure that you feel welcome to Bethel Baptist Church. Amen. We're going to get ready to give to the Lord for his end and through our giving that we are blessed. We have multiple ways that you can give uh, here at Bethel Baptist Church. You can give by way of the Church Center app. You can give by way of the Church Center app if you download it on your phone. Uh, the Church Center app and find Bethel Baptist Church. Uh, once you're there, you can find the giving icon. Click on the giving icon. Uh, put in the amount that you choose to give and in the drop box designate where you want that money to go. Also, you can mail in or drop off your envelope to Dale Earnhardt, 2474 Dale Earnhardt Boulevard, Kannapolis, North Carolina, 28083. Again, 2474 Dale Earnhardt Boulevard, Kannapolis, North Carolina. 28083. And then you can text to give. Text to give. Send message to 84321. Type the amount that you want to give in the message box. And just like that, you are texting to give. And then last but not least, if you're watching us on our website, uh, you can go to the top of the page, click on the giving tab, and there it would take you directly to our PayPal account. So multiple ways that you can give on this morning. As always, we do not have a preference uh, as to which way you give. We are just grateful to God that you continue to give. Amen. I trust now that you've had time to prepare uh, those offerings. going to ask now if you would lift that offering up as we get ready to go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to sow into your kingdom. God, we pray that no one will suffer for what we are doing on today, but that you will cause us to be blessed. God, you said in your word that if we give, you will cause men to give back into our bosom, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So God, we thank you now for the increase. And then Lord, we pray a special prayer for the individual who has a desire to give, but on today, they just don't have it. God, bless them now so much so that the next time we're taking up an offering, they're able to give out of an abundance due to the way that you have blessed them. Now, God, as always, we pray that the uplifting of this offering will go to further your kingdom and your cause. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you so much uh, for your giving. Amen. We want to give a couple of shout-outs today. Give a couple of shout-outs today. But before uh, we start shouting out everyone, we do have some special guests with us today. Amen. By way of our virtual service, 
We want to thank God because today we are joined by the Concord Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Come on, let's give it up for them. Amen. The Concord Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated was chartered on April the 27th in 1991 in the Kitty M. Sanson Chapel on the campus of Barbara Scotia College. Their mission is to provide quality programs to educate the youth, remain actively involved in economic development of the community, foster active participation in the social action and political happenings in the Cabarrus County area, advocate for international involvement and awareness and provide programs and services that keep the community engaged in positive physical and mental health practices and well-being initiatives. Their greatest hope is to make a difference where they are and uphold the legacy of their esteemed sorority. Come on, let's thank God for the Concord Alumni Chapter uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Amen. They're worshiping with us. And we have the pleasure of announcing to you for the first time uh, that the Concord Alumni Chapter is inviting the community to a celebration of dynamic diamonds and precious pearls, honoring the past, the treasuring the present, and shaping the future. The celebration will begin on Friday, April the 23rd, with a virtual comedy show at 8 p.m. featuring none other than my brother, my good friend, uh, comedian Rod Allison of Rod of God Comedy, and host comedian Tone X of V101.9. Then on Saturday, April the 24th, at 6.30 p.m., they will host a virtual 30th anniversary celebration with Erica Bryant of WSOC uh, Channel 9 News serving as mistress of ceremonies. And then on Sunday, April the 24th, the 30th anniversary celebration will conclude with a virtual worship service. All events will take place via Zoom. Please visit the Concord Alumni Chapter website for more information and links to get ticket sales. www.concordalumni.dst.com Org. Once again, thank God for the Delta Sigma Thetas, amen, that are worshiping with, with us on today, amen. We have many, many members here uh, in the congregation that are part of the Concord Alumni Chapter Delta Sigma Thetas, so shout out to you all as well, amen. God bless you, and thank you for worshiping uh, with us. All right, I want to shout out a couple of people that's watching today by the way of YouTube. On our YouTube page, uh, we have Sister Michelle President. We have Michelle Stewart. Uh, we have Sister Renina Martin, also worshiping with us. Keisha and Mike Miller, uh, Trina Ship, Frederick Ship. God bless you guys. Glenda Green is watching with us. My aunt Frankie Hammond uh, is watching with us. We thank God for them. Uh, Deacon Allen Anderson, Deacon Benita Anderson. God bless you all. Amen. We continue to pray your speedy, speedy recovery uh, for you. Amen. We thank God for uh, the Mulligan family who is watching with us as well. Thank God for Harriet and Tony Franklin. Amen. Elder Demetria Ledbetter-Turner, uh, Vivian and Tony Knox. Amen. My mother-in-law Barbara Hammond is watching as well. Uh, Deacon Luther and Loretta Robinson. God bless you guys. Sister Jacqueline Carver, Cobbler. God bless you. And as always, uh, Sister Tanya Davis-McNeil. Thank you all for watching on the YouTube channel uh, on our Facebook page. We have Minister Kim Weeks is watching it. Amen. Miss Patricia Clowney is watching all the way from Savannah, Georgia. God bless you. Uh, Sister Geraldine Allison is watching with us. Amen. Uh, Azalee Howie, I think I said that right. She's watching with us. 
Uh, God bless you, Steve and Stephanie Robinson. God bless you, uh, Minister uh, Jessica Healy and Jack Healy is watching uh, with us. God bless you, Tamala Crockett. God bless you, uh, Ella Rogers. First Lady Yashana Miller, uh, Todd, Pastor Todd Miller. God bless you guys. Uh, Monica Love, God bless you. Amen. We thank God. Deja is watching with us. Uh, Brenda Davis, God bless you so much. Monica Flo, God bless you. Amen. Sister Constance Cluss. Pastor Eric Susong, my man. God bless you. Praying with you uh, today as you stand behind the sacred desk that God will use you uh, in a mighty way. Amen. Michael Parks, my brother, is watching. Uh, God bless you, man. Appreciate you for coming on with us. Uh, Sister Deb Gill is watching. Dion Pfeiffer is watching with us. Amen. So many, many more. Got to shout out my wife. Uh, she is watching at the house. Amen. Keon, uh, Zay, God bless you guys. My mother and father is watching. My grandmother, Kim, Lottie, Dottie, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today. We can't shout everybody out, but we want everybody to know that we are definitely grateful uh, that you have logged on today. Amen. There is a word from the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. Very familiar passage of Scripture, 1 Samuel chapter number 1. 1 Samuel chapter number 1. I'm going to start reading at verse number 9. And then I'm going to read to verse number 16. Verse number 9 through verse 16. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 through 16. When you have it, uh, start sending us some thumbs up, send us some hearts to let us know you have it. If you're in the building and you have it, say amen. Amen. If you don't have a Bible and we can't see you, just act like you're interested. Just say, God bless your reverend in the comments. Do something to involve yourself. Y'all know I had to say something. It's just, well, it's, it's, it's the first weekend of spring. So we just going to enjoy it. First Samuel, chapter number one. Verse number nine, here's what it says in the New Living Translation. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. O Lord of heaven army, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. Then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Verse 16, one more time, she said, don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. This morning, I want to speak to you from this simple topic. Pray your way through it. Pray your way through it. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Father God, we thank you for this day, for this is the day that you've made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. 
Father, we thank you for another opportunity to assemble ourselves one more time. Some of us in the sanctuary, some over uh, the world wide web. But God, nonetheless, we are here and we are waiting to hear a word from you. So speak to us with clarity as only you can do. If there's one listening today that does not know you in the free part of their sins, convict, convince, and persuade right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, help me now to teach and to preach your word with the Holy Ghost boldness, but not with an arrogance. Hide me now behind the cross so that the people will see none of me, but all of thee. Now may the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, draw my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pray your way through it. story is told of a pastor that had a little kitten stuck up in his tree. And the kitten would not come down. So because the tree was not sturdy enough to climb, the pastor thought that it would be wise to tie a rope to his car and to the tree and then drive until the tree bent down. That way he could reach up and get the kitten. So as he tied the rope to the car and to the tree and began to drive off, he drove just a little too far. The rope broke and the tree snapped and the kitten instantly sailed through the air and out of sight. He felt so terrible that he walked all over the neighborhood asking people if they had seen a little kitten. No one had seen the kitten and so he finally prayed, Lord, I commit this kitten to your keeping. And then he went about his business. A few days later, he was at the grocery store and he saw one of his church members in there and in her shopping cart, he was amazed to see cat food. And it was amazing to him because everyone knew that this woman hated cats. So he asked her, why was she buying cat food when she hated cats so much? And she replied, replied, Pastor, you won't believe this. Uh, but I have been refusing to buy my little girl a cat, even though she has been begging for one every single day over the last year. Finally, I got tired of her begging me, and I told her that if God gives you a cat, I will let you keep it. And Pastor, I watched my child as she went out into the yard. She got on her knees, and she asked God for a cat. And really, Pastor, you won't even believe this, but I saw it with my own eyes. Out of nowhere, a kitten suddenly came flying out of the clear blue sky with its paws spread out and landed right in front of her. So, of course, I had to let her keep the kitten because it came from God. This illustration is funny as it may seem, reminds us through the little girl's prayers for a cat that we should never ever underestimate the importance and the power of prayer. It is when we understand that prayer is communication with God the Father made possible by Jesus Christ and the presence of his Holy Spirit that we then can perceive the necessity and the effectiveness of petitioning God. 
And while I understand that on this morning your prayer request may not be that God would deliver to you a kitten such as he did uh, for the young girl in our illustration, but I do want you to know that whatever your request may be, God is able to grant it. Throughout the Bible, we can find many scriptures that prove to us that God always answers prayers. In Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Then in Mark chapter number 11, verse number 24, it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Then in John chapter number 16, verses 23 through 24, it says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my father, Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. And then lastly, in 1 John chapter number 5, verses 14 and 15, here's what it says. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. I have just given four scripture references out of many that reminds us that God does indeed answer prayers. And it just seems to me that since God is still uh, in the prayer answering business, uh, whenever you find yourself going through the various vicissitudes of life uh, and it seems as though uh, your burdens have become too much to bear, uh, we need to learn to take our burdens uh, to the Lord and leave them there. Uh, we need to learn to put our problems in the hand of the man who has never lost a battle and never will. In other words, watch this, we need to learn how to pray our way through our trials and our tribulations. Can I be honest with you on this morning? There are some things that we have to deal with. There are some things that we will have to go through on this journey called life that can turn our worlds upside down, inside out, in every which way but loose. And the only way for us to survive is for us to pray our way through. I'm talking about the kind of problems that you can't think away or drink away. I'm talking about the kind of problems uh, that you cannot smoke away or dope away. I'm talking about the type of problems you cannot work it away and you cannot worry it away. Uh, the way to get through it uh, is to pray your way through it. And today in our text, we have a young lady that is dealing with the problem that, that life has presented to her. And the only way for her to deal with this problem is for her to pray her way through. Uh, this woman is none other than Hannah. She is the wife of Elkanah. Elkanah, watch this, had children uh, with his other wife. Let me stop right there. He had children with his other wife. The Bible is descriptive. You don't need another wife, man. Don't you try and tell somebody that God allows more than one wife. In the beginning, he gave Adam Eve. He didn't give him Eve and Evelyn. You don't need but one. <laughs> don't say Pastor Johnson said I ain't in it. Now, let's get back to the program. Because, see, somebody's just looking for a reason. I ain't the reason. I'm just reading the text. This is descriptive. Elkanah had two wives. Watch this. But he had children with his other wife, Paniah. But, but watch this. He didn't have any children with Hannah because she was barren. The Bible says in the King James Version that the Lord had shut 
up her womb. Now, Peniel would continuously taunt Hannah and make fun of her because she couldn't have kids, so much so that it would bring Hannah to tears. The Bible says that this continued year after year until one year after the sacrificial meal, Hannah got up and she went to pray. She had already talked to her husband about the situation in verse 8, but all he could do was try to console her and stroke her ego. Uh, watch this. He could make her feel good for the moment, but he had no power to change her situation. And many of us uh, have done the same thing that Hannah has done. We have talked to people about our problems, and they make us feel good for the moment, but at the end of the day, watch this, they cannot solve our problems, nor can they change our situation. So Hannah teaches us, watch this, to go to the Lord with our problems. Verse 10 of the text says that Hannah was deep in anguish and she was crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. In other words, she was devastated. She was so devastated that Eli the priest noticed her praying. He saw her lips moving, but nothing was coming out. She was so devastated that it looked like she was drunk. She, she, she is devastated, but she is not taking it out on Elkanah. She is devastated, but she is not taking it out on Paniah. Hannah is devastated, but instead of taking it out on other people, she makes a decision to take it up with the Lord. She makes a sound decision to pray her way through her problems. And the first thing that I see here in the text in regards to praying our way through is that in order to pray your way through it, you have to be intentional about your outcry. You're taking notes. That's the first point. You have to be intentional about your outcry. It says Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord, and she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's army, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime, and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Hannah is specific in her request. She, she, she cries out to the Lord. Uh, but watch this, in her outcry, she did not say, Lord, it's been rough. Can you just ease my pain? In her outcry to the Lord, she did not say, Lord, any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. In her outcry to the Lord, she didn't even say, Lord, if you would just bless me with the child. But, but she was specific. She said, Lord, look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. You see how specific she is here? Uh, let me help somebody because somewhere uh, somebody feels as though the Lord hasn't answered your prayer. Uh, but could it be possible that in your outcry to the Lord, you were not specific in what you wanted from God? You only asked him to bless you in your situation. So now you're wondering when is he going to bless you when the truth is he has already blessed you. But because the blessing was not what you had in mind, you feel as though he has passed you by. But I want you to know because you were not specific, God may bless you but still not give you what you really want because you have not asked him specifically what you want. We deal with the God who deals in things being specific. Okay, y'all act like y'all don't believe me. So let me give you some scripture. Matthew chapter number 20, verses 30 through 34. Look at what it says. Write it down. Matthew 20, 30 through 34. You can read it in your spare time, but I'm going to read it for you now. It says, and Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho. A large, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, son of David, 
have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them, but they only shouted louder. Here it is again. Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And when Jesus heard them, he stopped and he called out and he said, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see. Then they followed him. Listen, it wasn't enough for the blind men to say, Lord, have mercy on us. But Jesus wanted them to specifically state what they needed from him. He said, what do you want from me? You have to understand that we are dealing with the God who wants to hear our specific cry. I'm trying to get you to understand this morning that God deals in the specific. He is a detailed God. The blind men had to tell him specifically that they wanted to see. And in our text, Hannah has specifically requested that the Lord would grant her a baby boy. Even when Elkanah tried to cheer Hannah up by reminding her that she was favored by him and that he was better than ten sons, Hannah still understood that she couldn't just settle for being favored when her goal was to be fruitful. Oh, I just said something, and everybody missed it, but Gina. I just said something, and you still trying to figure out what I just said. But because I love you, I'm going to say it again. Even when Elkanah tried to cheer Hannah up by reminding her that she was favored by him and that he was better than having ten sons, Hannah still understood that she couldn't just settle for being favored when her goal was to be fruitful. Stop running around here talking about I'm blessed and highly favored and you ain't fruitful. You better learn how to ask God. To, to open up your womb. You better learn how to ask God to, to make you productive. Stop selling just for being favored, but you got to learn how to say, God, I need to be fruitful. <laughs> I'm finna go home because y'all ain't feeling this. <laughs> but that blessed my entire soul. I take the favor, but I don't stop there. I, I, I got some fruit to bear. I need to be fruitful. You, you can stay just favored if you want to, uh, but I need to be favored and fruitful. Watch this. Uh, when you are praying your way through your problems, your prayer to God shouldn't just be that he would favor you, but you should pray that he also makes you fruitful. Hannah was intentional in her outcry. Uh, but secondly, I noticed that in order for you to pray your way through it, not only must you be intentional in your outcry, but you also must be inspired because of the outlook. Still in the scripture. Verses 12 through 17, it says that she was praying to the Lord. Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied, haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. But I am very discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think that I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Hannah is so discouraged. She, she, she is so devastated by her situation uh, that the passion of her outcry led Eli to believe she was drunk. Uh, so, so devastated that when Eli noticed her, he, he saw her lips moving, but nothing was coming out. Uh, I, I don't know about y'all, but where I grew up, uh, I saw a lot of that, and men leaving what they would call bootleg houses, and they would just be rambling on and on and on, but ain't saying nothing. 
E- Eli said, you look like, I better not start calling names. Eli, he said, you look like some of the drunk men from the hood. She said, no. Nah. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I got a little restraint today. You look like you've been drinking. She said, no, you don't understand. She, she began to explain her reason for praying like she was praying. And when she had finished explaining her situation to Eli, look at what he told her in verse 17. He says, in that case, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Hannah now has shifted from being uh, in a state of devastation to a state of expectation. Uh, Before she prayed, watch this, she was down and discouraged. But after she prayed and after she sought the Lord, she is no longer discouraged, but she is now encouraged. Have you ever found yourself dealing with an issue? Have you ever had your back against the wall? Has life ever dealt you a bad hand that devastated you but instead of accepting defeat you went to the Lord in prayer and after prayer you experienced a peace that surpasses all understanding. All of a sudden you shift from devastation to expectation. Watch this. Nothing has changed in your situation. You still have the same problem but you now have have hope. Here it is. That's because sometimes when you make up your mind to pray your way through it, I tell people all the time, God will change your outlook before he changes your outcome. In other words, he will show you something in prayer that will change the way you look at the situation and it will activate what little faith you have remaining. So if we can learn anything from Hannah this morning, it is that God is not moved by our emotions but he is moved by our faith. Sometimes when all hell is breaking loose in your life, you have to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even when it looks like nothing is happening, even when there are no physical signs, you have to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and let him direct your Path. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 1 says this, Now faith uh, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence uh, of things not seen. Hannah has activated her faith. She has a, a hope that she did not have before she went into prayer. Hannah is walking in faith so much so, watch this, that she has began expressing her gratification even before there is a manifestation. Oh, well, Pastor, how you know that? Because I'm still in the Bible. In verse 18, it starts out like this. Oh, thank you, sir. (laughs) She she, she shouts out, oh, thank you, sir. And then she went back, and the Bible says she began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Y'all don't know when to shout. (laughs) She still ain't having no babies. She's still getting picked on. But yet she says, oh, thank you, sir. Every once in a while, even when it's still dark in your life, you better learn how to open up your mouth and say thank you. Every once in a while, when your children are still acting like they have lost their ever-loving mind, you still got to open up your mouth and say thank you. Every once in a while, when everybody on the job has just gone stir-crazy, you still got to open up your mouth and say 
you. The Bible says that she went back and she began to eat again. She, she goes back. Watch this. What does she go back to? She, she, she goes back to the same place that caused her pain. She goes back to the same place where she's been unfruitful. She goes back to the same place where she's been playing second fiddle. But when she gets back there this time, the Bible says she began to eat again and she was no longer sad. Now let me tell you why they shout me. It shouts me because a situation hasn't changed. When she left, she wasn't able to have children. When she left, she was still being picked on. When she returned, she returned to the same thing. But this time, she did not lose her appetite. Watch this. The same thing that bothered you yesterday, it ain't changed, but it ain't going to bother you today. You ain't going to lose your appetite not one more day. You ain't going to lose another wink of sleep not one more time. You ain't going to worry about it no more because something happens. Watch this. When you make your way to the place so that you can hear a word from the Lord. Nothing changed in her situation, but watch this. The only thing that changed was her outlook because she heard something from the man of God. Y'all better quit tripping on who preaching. Quit worrying about who teaches Sunday school. When you praying your way through, you don't get to pick and choose who God speaks through. <laughs> she goes to the temple. And she gets a word from the Lord. And this word calls Hannah, watch this, to go back into the same situation, but this time go back with her peace. And this time go back with her joy. And this time go back with her appetite. Watch this, Hannah came into the church filled with worry, but she left out of the church filled with the word. And when she heard that word, she didn't wait for her situation to change, but she said, thank you, sir. Thank you is a term that you use to show appreciation for something you received. And the reason you say thank you in church and your neighbor can't say nothing is because you received the word when they probably didn't. See, some people need to see a change in their situation before they can give thanks. But some of us don't need to see a change in our situation. But just one word makes us say thank you. Just one word gives us back our joy. Just one word gives us back our hope. How can you get excited over a word? Because this word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All I need is a word because his word won't return unto him void. How can you go back on the same job where people don't appreciate you because I got a word. Promotion comes not from the east nor from the west, but it comes from God. How can you go back and live in that same neighborhood where everybody talking about you and don't nobody like you because I got a word. He'll prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I have a word that will allow me to have peace in the midst of my storm. Tell somebody down in the comment section, all I need is a word. Hannah has the same situation, but she has a different attitude because she has been inspired by her outlook.
when you're praying your way through it. You got to learn how to be intentional about your outcry. Then you have to be inspired by your outlook. But lastly, watch this. You have to be indebted because of the outcome. Woo! See, I knew that wouldn't shout you. <laughs> In other words, watch this. You, you got to keep the word that you said to the Lord when you was asking him for it. Oh, see, that just hurt some people. Lord, if you just give me a good man, I promise you, I'm going to stop being so slick at the mouth. Lord, if you just bless me with a good wife, I promise you I'm going to get out of these streets. See, we have a tendency to make a vow when we want something. But Hannah teaches us you can't renege on your word when God gives you what you ask for. You got to be indebted because of the outcome. Here's what it says. Watch this. The entire family got up early the next morning. They went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel for she said, I asked the Lord for him. When you finish reading this chapter, you will see where Hannah kept her word to the Lord after he gave her son. She went back to the same place where she had been crying. She went back to the same church where she had been praying. And she said, sir, do you remember me? I'm the very woman who stood here several years ago. Don't miss this. She cried, but she didn't get what she asked for till some years later. Woo, quit trying to make God out of a microwave when he want to be a crock pot. You can't make God move when you want him to move. You got to be able to stand flat-footed and say, as Joe said, in all my appointed days, I'll wait for my change to come. She said, I'm the same woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. Woo, we got to get ready to go. I done kept you too long. Uh, but I needed to remind somebody that has been unproductive in your career. I need to remind somebody that has not been fruitful in ministry. I need to remind somebody that's been going through a barren stage spiritually. I need to let you know that it may be rough right now. But if you ever learn how to pray your way through it, it'll change your whole attitude. Hannah went through some rough times. Hannah went through some crying times. Hannah went through some sad times. But watch this, after her rough times, after her crying times, and after her sad times, she ended up with a due time. <laughs> I need somebody to understand that yeah, you might have some crying times. Yeah, you might have some rough times. Yeah, you might have some sad times. But keep on praying because your due time is right around the corner. Keep on praying because prayer stops.
still works. I know it gets rough sometimes, but keep on praying your way through. You may have to cry sometimes, but keep on praying your way through. Your days may get dark sometimes, but keep on praying your way through. It don't have to be an eloquent prayer. It don't have to be a structured prayer. And it don't have to be a loud prayer. But you can whisper a prayer in the morning. And you can whisper a prayer at noon. Whisper a prayer in the evening just to keep your heart in tune. Do I have any prayer warriors that's in the house today that know that late in the midnight hour you can call on the Lord and say, Father, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know if thou withdraw thyself from me Wherever shall I go? I know your situation, it may have you down, but if you would just take the time to pray, you will find out that prayer changes things. That's why the older saints will sing, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care, it bids me at my father's throne and makes all my wants and wishes known in seasons, seasons of distress and grief. My soul, my soul, my soul has often found, it found relief and oft escaped the tempter snare by thy return sweet hour of prayer keep on praying pray your way through it because there is still power in prayer it is the power of prayer that means the broken heart is the power of prayer that regulates the troubled mind it's the power of prayer that comforts a grieving soul. It's the power of prayer that transforms a victim into a victor. It's the power of prayer that transforms a sinner into a saint. We got to get out of here. That's my last time closing, but I need to encourage somebody that's in the midst of a storm. I need to encourage somebody that's in a buried season in your life. I need to encourage somebody that's been devastated. So look down in the comment section. Find you a real good friend and go ahead and tell them whatever you do, don't stop praying. But you gotta pray your way through it. Keep praying until he gives you beauty for ashes. Keep praying until he gives you all for joy for morning. Keep praying until he gives us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaven.
holiness. Tell somebody, I know that prayer works. How do I know? Because somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time and prayed for me. And when they prayed, God showed up answered. He prayed or they prayed until he turned my life around. They prayed until I stopped being a pusher and turned into a preacher. They prayed until I stopped being ugly and turned into an usher. Tell somebody, oh, I'm so glad somebody took the time and prayed for me. And because they prayed for me, I know, yeah, what prayer can do. Prayer has brought me through. And all right now, I'm concerned about you. You, you should pray some too. Pray in the morning, any time of day. Prayer, Lord, has told me to run the devil away. I know, I know, I know. your way through it. You've starved yourself long enough. Pray your way through it. You've been dodging people long enough. Pray your way through it. And when God answers your prayer, say, God, I give it back to you. Because if it had not been for you, I never would have made it through. I'm done. I don't know what you're going through, but the key word is through. <laughs> he didn't plant you in mess, but he planted you by rivers or waters. And if where you standing is not flowing with blessings, that ain't your final destination. You're just going through. And since you got to go through it, you might as well pray your way through it. If you pray, he'll hear your faintest cry. And he'll answer. Ooh, by and by. Feel a little prayer wheel turn. Know that the fire is but just a little talk with Jesus. I know that's old school, but that's what works. Big Mama knew what she was talking about when she sat you down and said, baby, it's going to be all right. She didn't tell you it's going to be all right because she seen your situation changing right then. She said it's going to be all right because she already prayed about it. And that's what we have to get through, get to. Pray your way through it. Prayer still works. 
It's not outdated. It's not antiquated. It is still very much a line of communication to God the Father. And the good thing about it is you don't even have to call your pastor because the Bible said that the veil has been torn from the top to the bottom so that you can have access for yourself. You don't have to use a bunch of SAT words. You don't have to use a whole lot of church vernacular. You can just say, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, and I'm standing in the need of prayer. We got to go. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Stand to your feet if you're in the building. Not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Today, maybe you don't know the Lord in the free pardon of your sins. The Bible says, no man cometh to the Father but by the Son. So today, if you don't know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sins, we want to offer Christ to you today. What must I do to be saved? It's simple. The Bible says all you have to do Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, then you shall be saved. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. It's not a game, not a gimmick. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. If that's you today and you're ready to make that confession because you do believe in your heart, give us a call. The phone number is on the screen, 877-295-4888. Call them, let them know that you want to give your life to the Lord. They're going to pray with you. They're going to walk you through the plan of salvation. Then they're going to get some information from you so that we can get some information to you. But you have to make the first step. Secondly, you may be listening today. You say, you know what, Pastor? At one time I was walking with the Lord. But I found myself going through those various vicissitudes of life that you were talking about. And instead of praying my way through it, I turned my back on God and I went back out into the world. But today, today, I want to rededicate my life back to the Lord. If that's you, you're in a backslidden condition, I want you to know that God is married to the backslider and he's waiting with his arms wide open. All you have to do today is give us a call. The number is on the screen, same number, 877-295-4888. When they answer the phone, let them know that you want to rededicate your life back to the Lord. They're going to pray with you. They're going to walk you through the plans of rededication. They're going to get some information from you so that we can get some information to you. But it starts with you making that call. So call the number that's on the screen. Then perhaps you're listening today and you say, you know what, Pastor, huh? I'm saved. I'm already in right relationship with the Lord. But today, I don't have a church home. Today, I don't have a covering in my life. If that's you, and you need a covering, you need a church home, we want to offer Christ to you. If you've prayed about it and God has told you that this is the place you are to call home, then we want you to call that number. 877 295 4888. 
Let them know that you want to become a member. Let them know that you're coming under Christian experience. And then we will receive you under that same Christian experience. We'll get some information from you so that we can get some information to you. But it all starts with you making the phone call, 877-295-4888. And then last but not least, perhaps you're listening today and you say, Pastor, I am in the need of prayer. I need someone to touch and agree with me. I need someone to intercede on my behalf. That was me you was talking about when you said I'm standing in the need of prayer. If that's you, the same number on the screen, give us a call, 877-295-4888. Let them know that you desire prayer. Give them your prayer request. You can be specific with them so that when they pray, they can be specific with God. Of course, your prayer request will be kept in the strictest of confidence. They're going to pray with you. Then they're going to get some information from you so that we can send some information to you. So if that's you, give us a call today, 877-295-4888. In these four areas, we offer Christ to you. If you need salvation, if you need rededication, if you want to become a member of the church, or if you desire prayer, we offer Christ to you in these four areas. 877-295-4848. And the day that you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Come on, let's just give the Lord one more thunderous hand clap of praise. Amen for all that he has done all that he continues to do and all that he shall do in our lives. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us for worship. Amen. Again to the Concord Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. We bless you and thank you for joining us today. We pray that you have enjoyed the Lord with us. Amen. We have just a few pastoral observations we want to make you aware of and then we will be dismissed. Join us online for virtual Sunday school. Uh, amen. Our Sunday school is back, so you can stay on track uh, with your Sunday school lesson by visiting the homepage, bbc-ministries.org. Uh, click the Sunday school option at the top menu to access classes for all ages. Also, join us each and every Tuesday morning for prayer at 6 o'clock a.m. 6 o'clock a.m., you can dial into the prayer line uh, by calling 712 432-3900 and then use the access code 723-410 again that access code 723-410 Wednesday night Wednesday night Bible study it is going down at 7 o'clock p.m. every Wednesday it is on our Zoom platform the meeting ID is on the screen 865-4849-7916 password is BBCM all lowercase amen please meet us there Amen. 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. We have been dealing with the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And it has been a blessing. Also, to all of our young people, all of our young people, uh, we, we're trying to get our youth reconnected and plugged back into Bethel. So attention, uh, youth ages 6 to 18, join us each Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. to replug with the Young Life. Uh, uh, you can join by meeting uh, the meeting ID on Zoom of 827 2433 1850. Again, that code uh, meeting ID is 827-2433-1850 and the passcode is BBCM all lowercase. Please keep all of these announcements in mind and do govern yourselves 
accordingly. Amen. Tell somebody down in the comment section that God loves you and so do I. Amen. Again, we thank each and every one of you uh, for joining us on our broadcast. All of our visitors, uh, we thank God for you. We pray that you've enjoyed the Lord uh, with us. And they say when you said all you know, it's time to go. Amen. So let's look to the Lord in prayer as we have our benediction. Father God, we thank you now for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and what our hearts have felt. God, we thank you now for the word of God. We pray that we'll hide that word deep within our hearts that we may not sin against thee. Now, God, as we get ready to leave this place, but never your presence, go with us and stand by us until we all meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We'll see y'all on Tuesday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. for prayer, 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday night for Bible study. Have a wonderful week.